off a couple of things. Get it, get it. There we go. We are good to go. We had a little bumps, but that's okay. We're good. Good morning, everyone. This is Carol So, aka Nani Boss, live with two sisters. Good morning, everyone. It's Janice, aka Wildest Diva 5.0. We had some technical issues. We were originally going on at 8, and then we decided to go on at 7.30, and then we had tech issues, and we're close to 8, so whatever. It happens. Stuff like that happens, but today is Trending Thursday. There's a lot, a lot of stuff trending. You know, we hinted on some of that yesterday with our guest because uh, I asked her some questions regarding FOIAs. We've got uh, a bill in legislation that is stressing a lot of people out, which is not really good for our health and wellness, which is the infra infrastructure bill, which I'm not really sure. If I, if, if someone was to say, if you could go in there right now with the, what's going on currently and ask them one, one question, my question probably would be, and there's a lot, but one of them would be, why are you calling it something when it's not? Because the infrastructure bill is, you know, that word leads you to believe one thing when actually the, the entire bill is only 25% of that. So I'm not really sure, I, you know, I would like to call it more, more, more of a socialist bill because one of the interesting things that we know that is going on that everyone is buzzing about and what's trending is you know mass mandates vaccination mandates travel mandates with vast, uh, vaccination passports uh, new york with their little new passport of vaccinations and where does it leave the average american and how does it impact us uh, not only from a practicality standpoint but as well as, you know, sane, being sane through all this cray cray that's going on. And sorry, I'm just sitting in the seat that I just can't seem to get my butt comfortable with. I know how many people relate to that. You sit down and you're at your desk and you just, you keep fidgeting. That's what I'm doing. But anywho, so uh, that was, you know, that's buzzing. But, you know, I interesting was having, interestingly having a conversation early, early this morning, because in Worcester, Massachusetts, the school committee there now has officially voted unanimously based on, made a decision based on no data, made a decision based on no studies, made a decision on uh, no scientific uh, backing, made a decision on, uh, you know, really, I don't believe gathering the information for what it is, because if you do, if you bother to take the time to be open-minded, uh, there are so many great resources. And uh, there was a Dr. Scott that did a presentation at a school committee meeting uh, in, I believe it was Indiana, that really did a great job in explaining the science, um, but also really putting it back to the school committee that, hey, I, I realize you're not a virologist. You, you, you don't have a scientific background to kind of think outside the box. So I do understand. So he didn't come in there like berating them or making them less than. He really came in from a edu educational piece, which uh, does have data and science behind it. So in Worcester, Massachusetts, the school committee, who's also uh, you, uh, implemented CRT, they've also are implementing uh, uh CSE, I have to think of all these little different, you know, the, the lettering about the labeling, which is comprehensive sex education. And if you don't know what that is, 
you better look it up. But anywho, so there's a lot of chatter and buzz going on and that's what's trending because people are, are frantic. You know, people are really, parents are sadly in the Worcester area, uh, waited way too long to get involved to, you know, they were complacent, you know, let, let's, I'll just comply. I'll do what they say to do without really doing the research and the knowledge. And they are really setting the tone for other districts that are not as far as long as they are. And sadly, they're gonna be used as the example of what not to do. So parents are now like all freaked out because the school committee did this. But you know what, if you're complacent and you're not staying involved in your school education, that you know, when I look at it this way, and I, and I think back in the day, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever, you sent your kids to school, you didn't have social media, you didn't have, um, politics getting involved in areas of school, which it should not be. Um, and you trusted, you know, you knew that your child was safe for six to seven hours a day being taught, uh, you know, what they should be taught from an educational perspective, mathematics, science, history, English languages, as well as learning different peer activities and, and, and how to intertwine and communicate with your peers as well as adults. And you had that, that trust, but sadly that, um, that trust has crumbled because, you know, parents, what, what happened, you know, it crumbled because parents got too busy, you know, rightfully so, you know, you had most parents are two, a two parent household. Uh, working outside the household. You do have some homes that have a single parent running the household and the demands are much different because of the way the economy is. And, and you know, to really have and afford the things that you need to live on, a lot of people need to supplement and or have two, two, ha two incomes coming in. So you just kind of sent your kid off to school thinking, you know, well, I don't have to worry about anything. But you do. And this has been happening over, it's been, it's been crumbling for, for quite a few years. The parents are just realizing how bad their complacency of just trusting these individuals. And I'm not saying it's their fault, but it, it, to a certain degree, you bring children into the world. It is your responsibility to know who's teaching them, who's influencing them, who, uh, is stepping over the parental boundaries of what you want your child to learn and not learn. And so ironically, I was kind of going back and forth with a, with a woman this morning who has a kindergartner in Worcester. And as I was explaining to her some of the things that her district is actually doing that I've got actual factual paperwork on, I have uh, the curriculum. She says, well, I don't have to worry about comprehensive sex education because um, my child's going into kindergarten. I'm like, yeah, there's a funny thing because the fact that you're actually saying that, saying that is a big no-no. You because you think should think of your children, but you should think of all children, right? And sadly, she doesn't know the curriculum in her own district. Because I've got copies of the different chapters, the different lesson plans, and the page numbers of the books that they're introducing. Where hold on one second, because I gotta clear my throat for this one. They're going to be teaching uh, kindergarten through, you know, the elementary school years. Uh, and I'm only going to give you a small excerpt because for our listeners, you're going to be a little like, what? They talk about, you know, this. Now, now you got to think of the audience that you're teaching to, right? You know, K through three, somewhere in that range. 
uh, about a, a woman's vagina, a girl's vagina, and how they have three holes. They talk about the elasticity of the vagina, how a penis can, you know, do this. They talk about self-pleasure. They talk about uh, also the introduction of, you know, liking the same sex person. Um, they talk about a gamut of things that I think that most parents would be like, oh, they can't do that. What are they thinking? That's why I had to clear my throat because I was yelling about it earlier. <clears throat> so my throat's a little dry. However, this is what's going on when you become complacent and don't get involved. Don't go to school committee meetings and ask questions. So her, her original statement under this article, which if you want to Google it, you can go right ahead. So Worcester, Massachusetts, the school committee unanimous, unanimously decided to go with full masking which we already know there's no data, there's no science that supports that masks work. You can argue the point all you want. It doesn't bother me that somebody argues the point because the point they're arguing has enough, no knowledge, no data, no science, no facts to back what you're arguing. So if you're gonna argue something, you better have a little arsenal of stuff that supports what you're arguing about. Most people don't, they don't understand that. So that's why the, the people that like, you know, you're, you got to do the good for all, which is a very communist statement. We've talked about that many, many times, that communist mentality about complying, socialism, socialism, uh, really behaviors that our country is now displaying. Um, and I'm going to tie that in with back to the vaccination passport, because what the infrastructure bill is talking also about, because a lot of people, you know, you're talking about cars. Well, that would be infrastructure, right? Well, they understand that most Americans th that uh, are not going to get a vaccination passport, it's over 50% that choose not to get the vaccine as it stands right now. And I hope that stays that way because one part of the population are spreaders and one population is not. And there's facts on that, but I'm not going to go into that. So what they're going to do is they know that we aren't stupid, that we are smart. So most people said, well, if that is required of me, I'm not gonna fly. Well, guess what they're going to do? They're gonna tax somehow, and I don't know how the bill's written, I didn't read it all, uh, that like if you travel with your vehicle, you're gonna be charged extra taxes for the mileage that you put on your property, the vehicle that you own or lease. So that's what's trending. <laughs> aren't you glad you asked me? Oh, my God. Yeah, maybe a little just a little bit. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. And when you say follow the science, but that like that should be in the forefront, like the science is up here. Here's the left. Here's the right. The science is here. So if you're going to follow the science and over here is not specifically following the science, <laughs> I have to ask myself, are, you know, I, I think obviously this leads toward um, socialism, communist type of behavior, but are they doing it because, um, another flip side of that, are they doing it because they might, is there a liability issue for them? And that, that just doesn't make, it just doesn't make any sense because if we all should be following the science, 
we all should be following the science. There's no, as you said, there's no um, data or documentation or legal studies. There are studies and the name of this report and the name of it escapes me and I know I'm gonna butcher this up, um, <coughs> that does not support children wearing masks for eight hours a day. And I think it's called the Mer the Mer something report or, and I'll see if I can find that. And I had it written down. I don't know what I did with it, but it's around here somewhere. <coughs> but that is an actual factual study that was done that says not only does it lead to health issues such as um, uh, the child breathing in carbon dioxide, their own carbon dioxide for eight hours, but learning disabilities, um, skin issues, um, you know, children with developmental type of learning disabilities that need to see the teacher's face, to see the expression on their face, to be engaged in a conversation with other children in their class and not being able to see their the expressions or how they are expressing themselves. Like <clears throat> I'm talking with my hands right now, you can see my face. Now, okay, now it's covered up. So like I can be like doing a frown or I could do like a child cannot decipher through a diaper on their face. Though all of those are specifically proven disabilities or however you want to listen, drawbacks, that is not good for a child to be wearing a mask for eight hours. So <clears throat> now if anybody has any information to the contrary, like maybe a medical type of report um that's the problem jan they don't exactly they, 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 they're just there's none out there because there's there's too many in the medical industry that are coming uh uh they're obviously under fire they're being censored uh that particular dr scott who uh gave a excellent pre presentation and i don't care what you know, and, and the point people, everyone's like, oh, let's not make it political, but you do make it political because it is politically driven. Uh, the NEA is a political, uh, the largest teachers union uh, is in cohorts with uh, political ties. It is politically driven. Do we, would you know, would it be nice if it wasn't? Sure. Uh, but the fact remains that a lot of things uh, that are going on in our world currently right now are politically driven. So to, you know, cop out and say, well, don't make it, you know, don't make it political. It is political, not by our choice, but by the choice of those that are trying to uh, instill fear, instill propaganda. Now, another thing um, that I asked our guest yesterday uh, was in regards to um, FOIAs. And uh, so I got some good information and I actually got more good information on that. But anyway, so I uh, have received some, some information on one particular school committee and I was flabbergasted on one of the things that was in the public records. And apparently, again, unbeknownst to probably many parents, this has been going on apparently since I want to say 2017, that they are, going, they, they are or was or currently uh, from 2017 to the present was using CNN <laughs> to introduce 
you know, like current events and what's going on in the world. And I'm like, say, what? CNN, like, first of all, I'm against any school introducing and or using media as part of education in the system because e media is so, and I don't care what station it is, they have a slant, they have a, a bias. That's just, I mean, it shouldn't be. We talked about that years ago. Or we talked about that, I think, last year, not years ago. We haven't been on for years. About, like, Walter Cronkite, when news was the news. Well, those days are long gone, never will, will recover. And I could not believe that that was the source. Now, those that uh, are educated enough, you have to be somewhat educated to make an educated statement to know which stations are have a political bias too. If you don't, your head's in the sand. And let's face it, CNN is probably the national lampoon or last, what was that, that, that rag magazine, National Inquiry. The, CNN is probably the, the National Inquiry of all news stations. Uh, and I think even those that were great followers of CNN back in the day, will also agree to that uh, because I, I don't know I, I, over the last two years like every story of theirs or a very high percentage could have been real, really should have been retracted and or a corrected report should have been as a result of them not doing their due diligence and due job do their job and then you know so you're using that <laughs> You know, why not just use the National Enquirer then? Why not? It's one of those kind of, I don't know. When I ever saw that in writing, I was like, what is going on with this world? You're introducing CNN as part of, you know, getting your, your history and your information and your current events to then use that as a source to teach children. Are you out of your flipping mind? That's my personal view because I'm not obviously not I'm not I'm not a big news fan in particular on any station actually. Um, I had a few favorites, but you know what I I think that's one that's the difference between someone that has a liberal mindset and a, a conservative mindset. Is that a conservative mindset doesn't mind calling uh, their you know their, who, who's ever representing them out. They they call call it as they see it, regardless of whose you know color they're wearing. Where liberals or, or the left, they stick with each other like glue, like paste, like you know they're conjoined at the hips, and they don't they, they don't care what the. Although you know I guess maybe with Cuomo they kind of stood away from him a little bit, but. Um, and which I think was a sideshow. And really that was just a distraction to what all this, he was, for me personally, I believe that that storyline, which I paid very little, I actually didn't even know he resigned until hours after the fact. Um, that's how little I pay attention to what's going on in his world. But for me, he was nothing more than a distraction of, you know, what was going on with Martha's Vineyard, what was going on in DC. They're very clever on what I what they consider is a big news source to distract you from what's going on with something else. And I think that's all that was. So what I'm getting, the bottom line that I'm going to say, and then I'm going to turn right over to you, is that if you are in a district, um, you know, sadly, it is what it is. You, you have parental rights 
And it is your job to be the voice of your child that can't go to these meetings and speak up. They're too young. It's not their job. It's your job to be involved and to say, oh, that's not going on in my school when you actually don't have the facts. I mean, I'm not, not even in that district and I know what's factually being taught there. Like get your shista together, get involved. And you know what? Sadly, a lot of these things are happening in the Worcester district because people just figured, you know what? Another parent will go. Another parent will, will fight the cause. Well, shame on you. And, sh and these parents have a responsibility. And I, and I say, shame, shame on you because you brought these children into this world. It's like you're just, you're just throwing them out to the wolves because God knows what, you know, who's influencing, who's teaching them. And you are now going to now cause a ruckus. Well, what, what do you think has been going on in the last few years? Your rights have been slowly retracted because you complied. Sometimes, well, sometimes trend setting is doing the unpopular thing. Right. So, it most yeah. definitely is. But as far, I want to go back to the, the news media thing and okay. uh, distraction. Let's be realistic here. That's their own news mask mandate that they impose on themselves because they have an agenda. Um, <laughs> I've been very boisterous about who I watch. Um, I'm a big Fox News. Um, I like Fox News, but every news media outlet has their own agenda. Let's be real here. Let's be realistic. That's just the way it is. I've also referred back to Walter Cronkite many times, and I still think that he would probably have a big conniption fit with everything that's flipping going on here. Something a lot, a lot, a lot of people didn't realize too that I believe Walter Cronkite was a Democrat. Yes. You would never know that. Yes. No, exactly, exactly. So here's something that kind of segues over into politics a little bit. <clears throat> when I heard the news of uh, Killer Cuomo over there in New York um, the other day, I thought to myself, hmm, East Coast, Cuomo resigns, West Coast, California, yeah, sounds like Newsom, is probably not going to be the governor too much longer. I don't know about that because there was some, you know, again, there was a little conflicting reports that said, but again, it's those polls that yeah, Jeff can't always trust that said he had the lead. And I was actually kind of surprised because I do know a bunch of Californians and they're like, they can't wait for his time to like be done. So isn't that, isn't it ironic? Don't you think? Well, because people, you know, because I think at the end of the day, most decent human beings, politics is politics, but if it's not the will of the people or the majority of we the people, or for those that, you know, have their heads in the sand and now they're, you know, finally emerging from the muck or the quicksand and they're being pulled out, they've got a lifeline of other people that are like-minded individuals that say, no, I, do, I don't want to live like this. I mean, you look at, you know, you look just over the last six months of where our economy has gone, where, uh, you know, rules and you know, when I say rules, I mean, you know, you have to comply. I hate that word, com uh, comply. It just, it's so authoritative and, you know, I don't know, could there be a kinder word out there? I'm not sure. Um, but again, you associate that with a very communist mentality and you even have Americans 
with a communist mentality and they don't even know it that they're spewing you know you have to do what's good for all what's best for everyone well if you want that kind of mentality go go move to russia go move to you know go go somewhere else that you know has that dictatorship of uh and that embraces that kind of mentality our country is not like that and while we are our country is going through a very difficult time right now from all avenues I do believe that, you know, I can never lose hope that we're not going to bounce back from this. Um, the person occupying that White House will not be occupying the White House forever. Are these bumpy times? Absolutely. Uh, I think most conservatives can agree that uh, there are many people that are representing different states that really don't represent we the people. So vote them out and vote people in that do. And I also do believe that, you know, people that have a different perspective, you know, from the left are also waking up and saying, you know, my politics are my politics, but this, how is this good for us as a people, as a whole? So you're going to, you're always going to have that tug of war. And I think right now we're just in a, you know, what's trending is that we're, you know, we're, 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 we're there's a tug of war going on with, you know, DC, you know, what's going on in federal government, what's going on in local government, what's going on with, you know, really the, the, the heart and soul of the family, because there's a lot of people within families that don't agree, there's friendships that don't agree. And I always say that if it doesn't, at the end of the day, if you find a relationship, regardless of what the relationship is, you always have to do what's best for you. And if it puts you in a healthier mindset to eliminate those people that are adding stress to your life, turning off the news, um, getting doing you know goodness for yourself and helping your your community, uh, being involved with your school, obviously, uh, and this does not apply just to parents. P.S. Uh, anybody that pays taxes in a community are is a stakeholder. And you should be knowing what your tax dollars are being paid for. So you also have a right, uh, whether you're a grandparent or whether you're a stakeholder and you're paying taxes, to know who is elected and what they are doing to the future generations. Because those future generations that they have so much uh, impression upon of implementing what they learn are the people that are going to be in power when you're even older. So it is your obligation to know what's going on in your school systems. But at the end of the day, lock arms with people that are like-minded. No, you don't have to be exactly alike. No, we're, we're not supposed to be. We're all supposed to be unique and different in our own ways. Uh, but, you know, have kindness, have respect. And if there's a person that, you know, they're so far off, you know, from, from your values, you know, turn them off, meaning... Uh, you don't have to be rude about it. You don't have to be just, you know, put them to the side for a while, pause them for a while. And if you find it necessary, you know, end the relationship, just don't, you know, it doesn't have to be this big drama thing, just end it. Um, but the, ultimately you have to do what's best for you. It's not our, it's our job to be, be, have ourselves informed and inform others, but it's not our job to like bully somebody into a belief system. Either they believe it or they don't they respect it or they don't. Uh, you know, I like to think that two sisters, we, we are always open-minded to all kinds of avenues of, of opinions, even if we don't agree with them, because that's how we learn how someone else thinks and, you know, or, or comes to a decision or uh, you know, supports what they're doing. So I think it's a good thing, but I think we've gotten so sidetracked 
because of instant news and instant. And by the way, yeah, I very rarely, the only person on Fox News that I sometimes will watch, not even often anymore, uh, is Tucker Carl Carlson or um, I do like uh, Levin, Mark Levin. Oh, Levin. amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. But other than that, no, I don't, I don't, I, because to me, they're, 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 they're the same as all the other networks. Uh, you know, it just, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm just not a big fan. I, I rather listen to podcasts and, uh, you know, because then you get a real sense of someone is, and you don't have to worry about, because I think part of the problem with trying to trust these news sources is who is the powerhead that's running these corporations and what influence do they have on the narrative that the reporter does? And I think for me, that's the problem is it's the, it's the people that are the head of the corporation that are infiltrating what the reporter is supposed to do. And I would be interested, speaking of CNN, I would be interested uh, whether they could, but again, they're so, so, so national inquiry E that I'm sure Chris, Chris Cromo will be back, even though he's on the AK. Yeah, uh, so much more I could say about that. But just one quick thought before we sign off. You know, as we've always said, we always appreciate um, viewpoints, and some of them are opposing. And we're okay with that. But I specifically rem remember a time and I believe it was last summer, right around this time. <coughs> um, when we had uh, somebody who was on our live stream who, um, and I forget the topic of conversation. If I go back to it, I know it'll jolt, jolt my memory, but this person definitely had a different viewpoint. And when you, when you are kind and respect somebody's um, opinion, especially when it's in real lifetime, um, it can be, um, I don't wanna say a little dicey, but I, I took no offense to it. Um, and I was being kind and respectful. And what, um, what I learned from that is no matter how kind and respectful for you are, the, uh, sometimes the other person who is the one being um, that has the opposing viewpoint thinks that you're like patronizing them. And, and as a result of that was, was like, the zingers were like unbelievable. So for anybody out there that's going to comment, just, you know, we're always respectful. We appreciate opposing viewpoint, opposing viewpoints, we respect them, but let's be respectful to the other person in return. So don't ever take it personally is what I'm trying to get at. Well, also too, the other key piece to that is you we you know especially when you're running a podcast we can't control how other people react that's right but sadly you know they do more harm to their own integrity from my or, or you know that they're credible when they they act very immature like that that they can't have you know okay i disagree with you and this is why okay you know i understand that's what you're saying but i don't agree with this because of this when you start attacking someone personally or uh, baiting them to kind of get into an argumentative way, you lose all credibility because you're really as intelligent as you think you might be and or as an intellect as this particular person thinks she is. Um, sadly, it really lacks 
uh, integrity. It lacked intelligence because it really showcased that she didn't have the perseverance and or the patience to be respectful. Because sometimes being respectful, respectful takes patience, takes perseverance, because you might be hearing things that kind of like pull, pull a chill, you know, what, what's that, that saying, pull, chill up your spine or make your, the hairs on your arms stand up, you know, it, it, or rub you the wrong way. But someone that says, you know what, I'm going to try, I'm going to leave the emotion out of it and just really take uh, face value what they're saying, that they truly believe it. Uh, and I'm going to be respectful of that. And that, that takes um, maturity. Uh, sometimes it takes experience, uh, but it also uh, takes being postured and not letting someone like that, because someone like that has been doing those kinds of things all their lives, you know, wheeling their way through one thing to another by thinking, uh, if I make the person feel less than, I've got the upper hand. Actually, it makes you look really uh, not credible. Exactly. And it kind of, I don't want to say put a smirk on my face, but I thought in a way I felt a little bit, a little bit bad for this person that they felt that they had to do what they did. And, you know, we wish this person well, hope she's doing well in her life. That's great. Um, opposing viewpoints, keep them coming. On that note, on this trending Thursday, my name is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva 5.0, and I'm with two sisters. And this is Carol, so AKA Nani Boss. We want you to be the trend setters. Go out and see what's trending, but make sure that you are the trend center. Maybe the trend setting should just be being thoughtful and being kind. And also just not doing it. Like if somebody's coming at you with a viewpoint that is nasty and rude, show the upper hand of how someone that feels good and feels confident in what they're chatting about is able to kind of like, I don't want to say give you a pass, but just kind of let it go and let you spew what you're going to spew and still walk off, still feeling good, still feeling happy. That's what kindness is all about. So you do that, be the trend center, and we will see you tomorrow for a fantabulous Friday. Have a great day, everyone. Bye, everyone.